Hello everyone, this is Isaac Petrie. Welcome to the podcast. Be ready to be encouraged and enlightened as we discuss spiritual solutions for everyday life. Well, hello again and welcome back to the podcast. This is Isaac Petrie. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Listen, we're going to dive into part two, dealing with a biblical worldview. And listen, I just want to encourage you to please go by IsaacPetrie.org. There you will find any information that deals with Isaac Petrie Ministry, Second Kings Global Network, which is a network of ministers and entrepreneurs. You need to be a part of that network doesn't mean that you have to be bound to me or my covering. It is just a place for people to gather. However, if you are looking for spiritual covering and my ministry resonates with you, then there's also the opportunity to for you to join the IPM network, which is apart from Second Kings Global Network. The IPM network is just the people that look to me as a spiritual covering and voice for their lives and just check it out and see if it resonates with you. And it's something that you've been believing God for. But with that being said, I just got to dive right on in here because I want to spend my time going back down these things that deal with biblical worldviews, because we found out through George Barner's research If you're just now getting this podcast, make sure you go back and listen to last the last podcast where I'd entitled it. Most Christians are not Christians. And what I mean by that is I didn't say most people who claim to be Christians are not going to heaven. I say most Christians are not Christians because they don't actually follow the teachings of Christ. And that is what a Christian is. It is a follower of Christ. And what we're finding out is that out of the 69% of people who call themselves Christians, only 9% of those people, 6 to 9% of those people actually have a biblical worldview. Use the Bible as the basis for their belief system, which guides their convictions and decisions. And so I did that little play on words saying most Christians are not Christians so that you could understand that, that I'm not here to judge whether people are going to heaven or hell, but I can judge whether people are following the word of God or not. And so now let's dive back into some of this research because in George Barner's research, he found out and discovered that the overwhelming worldview, if it's not the Bible, what is the dominant worldview of the culture? I mean, if you're not believing the Bible, you got to believe something. So what is the dominant worldview? And they found out that the dominant worldview is not Christianity, communism, um, socialism, Marxism. The dominant worldview is syncretism. And syncretism is an amalgamation of of different religions, different cultures, different, you know, ways of thinking or schools of thought, and you put them all together and that becomes your worldview. 
And so it doesn't matter if the Bible says it, if other religions or other schools of thought or the culture or other pundits or, or politicians or media people or teachers or whatever, say whatever, you add that all into the Bible and you get this mixture of a belief system that is not, uh, how can I say this? That's not pure biblical. It's not purely biblical. It's mixed with all these other different things. And so that is the dominant worldview in the church, not the world. That's the dominant worldview in the church. And so we, we saw how there were so many clashes of things that people said they believed. They said they were Christians, but yet it clashed with the word of God. And I quoted some of those in the last broadcast. Let's pick right up where we left off. These are people who say they are born again Christians. 79% of them say that they believe that marriage is of one man to one woman and that's God's plan for humanity. 78% of them say that. I wish that was 100. But let's take 78%. 72% believe that God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and a just creator of the universe who still rules today. 60% believe the Bible is accurate and reliable as the word of God. So now, remember, only 69% of Christians, of people call themselves Christians. That's over 170 million. But out of that 170 million, only 6% of them have a biblical worldview. So out of that 179 or 75 million or so, you drop that number all the way down when you talk about biblical worldview. You drop that number all the way down to like 12 million people. And I'm trying to pull up one of my stats here because I want to make, I'm sorry, 15 million. So now you see how that number dropped so drastically of the 176 million who call themselves Christians. But then only 15 million have a biblical worldview because you have stats like that. Only 78% believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. But now, okay, so let's take that 78%. You want to know something else that 78% believe? 77% of them believe that having faith matters more than which faith you pursue. Remember me telling you that? And how 69% of them says that their feelings and experiences shape their worldview? Well, let's get to some stats that are so alarming that I could not hardly believe it. 37% of pastors have a biblical worldview. That means only 37% of pastors 
who are preaching today are preaching the pure word of God. The other, what would that be, 63% are preaching syncretism. This is how you get pastors that say, I'm a pro-choice pastor. Those are both oxymorons, which means I'm a pastor, but I believe a woman, if she wants to, should have an abortion. This is how you get people who are homosexuals as bishops, pastors and leaders of churches and organizations. This is how you get all of these different syncretisms in our theology. Inclusion. You're already saved. Jesus already saved you, so you don't need you don't need to confess Jesus. You don't you don't need to honor Jesus. You don't even have to live for Jesus. He already saved you. This is how we get all of these contaminations. But this is not new. Paul said it would happen in Corinthians. I mean, in Timothy, for especially first and second Timothy. He warned the church it would happen. He said it again in Jude that we would have to contend for the faith, which was once delivered to the saints for many have crept in unawares and turned the grace of God into lasciviousness. So let me give you some more statistics here so that you can understand where we are when it comes to this biblical worldview. 52% of Christians say the Bible is accurate and reliable as the word of God. 52% of Christians say determining moral truth is up to each individual. There are no moral absolutes. And now, I shared that statistic with you. Let's get to some more. It says those who are integrated into discipleship and have a biblical worldview. We've talked enough about the other ones. <laughs> we, we, we spend enough time dealing with those who don't have it. Those who 69% of them that say they are Christian but they do not have a biblical worldview. So 179 million drops, 176 million drops to 15 million. Of those 15 million who have a biblical worldview, this is what they believe. 99% believe that the Bible is the accurate, reliable word of God. 99% believe that, the, that God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and the just creator who still rules the universe. 99% say that everyone born has a unique calling for God. 99% intentionally try to avoid sinning because they know it hurts God. 96% claim that every moral choice either honors or dishonors God. And 88% believe that God has a reason for everything. Only 4% of those that have a biblical worldview 
accept feelings, experience, and input from family and friends as, they, as their most trusted source for moral guidance. Only 5% believes that a person is good enough if they do good enough things to get to heaven. Only 8% believe that the Bible is amb- ambiguous in its teachings about abortion. Only 9% say that all religious faiths are equal. You see the flop between people who really have a biblical worldview and people who don't. There is no syncretism. And I don't know who this podcast is going to reach, but we've got to reach that 69% that claim and say they're Christians, but do not follow a biblical worldview. We've got to move them into this 6%. We've got to move them into the 15 million of us that believe there is no negotiation with the word of God. We got to move them into God meant what he said, said what he meant. And we got to move them into you can't add to it. You can't take from it. There's mercy. There's grace, forgiveness if we sin. But you cannot change the truth of God into a lie. You cannot mix politics and culture and race and family and friends and education and professors and teachers and media pundits and talking heads to form a worldview about what is right and what is wrong. This is why you get the type of violence we get. This is why you get the type of perversion that we have. It is because everybody is doing what is right in their own sights. And if that is that way in the church, it is going to be worse in the world. And so all of those things that have these synchronistic worldviews, they are totally flipped when it comes to people who says, I believe the word of God, whether it's for me or against me, I will dare not try to add to it or change it. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Abortion is wrong. It is sinful. Fornication is wrong. It is sinful. Homosexuality is wrong. It is sinful. Racism is wrong. It is sinful. There is no legitimate marriage between a man and a, and a man biblically, a woman and a woman biblically. No, we should not be getting high as a means to medicate ourselves. We have got to become very clear about what is right and what is wrong and not come up under the pressure, not come up under the pressure of the world. That is bleeding into the church where when the world sticks a microphone in front of a preacher, they can't talk straight for nothing. Because they're worried about being canceled. They're worried about, you know, what people are going to say on social media. They're worried about people. But Jesus says, if you be ashamed to own me before men, I'll be ashamed to own you before my father. And I'm telling you, church, we are in that day. 
for everybody who has done wrong, who is sin, sinning in lifestyles, in bondages, drug addiction, alcoholism, perversion, all types of sins, adultery, fornication, no matter what it is, there is mercy. There is grace. There is help. There is no judgment for we all have dealt with those things in times past. And some people are even struggling with those things now. But you cannot make it right. That is the difference. The LGBTQ community and, and all of you can't get the church to speak out about that. Because they don't want to touch it because so many people are dealing with it. But if we don't preach the truth, how are we going to deliver them? They're tormented. They're tormented. All sinful lifestyle brings torment. People who are high, they're not having fun. They're tormented. And Jesus is the answer. And where that agenda particularly the LGBTQ community and that agenda, what they have done instead of saying, listen, I know this might not be right and I'm struggling in our flesh and I need help and I need prayer. And if this is my lifestyle that I choose, I choose it. Instead of just saying that, they're saying, no, it is wrong for you to say it's wrong. It is wrong for you to say it's not right for us to be married. You see the difference? We're changing the truth. And so there's grace and mercy for everybody. I will be the first one. I've spent my life preaching to people with struggles. But never, not one day will I ever condone what the Bible does not condone. And if we preach the truth, Many of you that are listening that got delivered by the word. We act like we got to come up with something new. How are we going to reach this generation? How are we going to reach these people? How are we going to reach that community? The same way God reached you. Paul said by the foolishness of preaching. God chose the foolishness of preaching to save those that believe. We don't need a new thing. We need a sure thing. The word worked then and the word will work now if we can get some preachers who will stop preaching this syncretism and get back to the purity of the gospel. For the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. I'm out of time. I'll see you on the next broadcast. Be blessed. I pray you were blessed by today's podcast. Take a moment and subscribe to it and review it and share it with someone else so that we can stay connected. Be blessed.